Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil anbiyayi vel mursalin Muhammedu Resulullahi sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem. Tesliman kathiran kathira. Fama ba'du, my brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the believers. And he mentioned the quality of the believers. And he mentioned it very proudly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the believers are those who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intensely. Ashad is the superlative form of shadid. Very, very strongly. Meaning, they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than they love anyone or anything else. They love, more than, they love Allah more than they love themselves. They love Allah more than they love their own desires. They love Allah more than they love their own families, and so on and so on. Ashaddu hubba lillah. In another place in Surah Tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a much more detailed ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enumerated and made this a condition of Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاءُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاءُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اِقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَقْشَوْنَا كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّسُوا فَتَرَبَّسُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الْفَاسِقِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enumerated eight things, eight halal things, eight good things. Some of those things are things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in other places in Surah Al-Isra and so on, Allah actually promoted them and emphasized them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this is what you should do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, say to them, Ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Say to them, if you love your kulin kana abaukum, your parents, abnaukum, your children, ikhwanukum, your siblings, azwajukum, your spouses, وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ Your family, relatives, everyone. وَأَمْوَالٌ اِقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا The money and, and, and profit and so on that you accumulate. وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَا كَسَادَهَا Your tijara, your business in which you fear a decline. وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا And your homes and houses you build and you look at them and you feel happy. MashaAllah, look at my house. أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَدٍ فِي سَبِلِهِ If you love them more than you love Allah, if you love them more than you love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you love them more than you love to struggle and work in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what? Allah says, فَتَرَبَّسُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِ Allah says, get out, go away. We don't need you. And not just that, Allah says, go and wait for the adab of Allah. Allah will punish. And then Allah reiterates and says, Wallahu la yahdil qawmal fasiqeen. Allah does not give hidayah, does not give guidance to people who are rebellious. The reason I'm saying all this is because, I remind myself and you, there is a strange tendency. There are three kinds of people. There are people who Disobey Allah, openly disobey Allah. They don't care. Salah is for, okay. Will you pray? No. I will pray. If I feel like praying, I don't feel like praying, I don't pray, whatever. 
and so on and so on. So there are people who openly disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't care. Leave them, we are, we are not concerned about them, that's not our problem. The other two people, there is one kind of people who obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, they are very reluctantly, they have to be forced. For everything, they will look for loopholes. Hmm? They will go and check with whichever mufti they can find and say, what is the shortcut for this? A minimum requirement, right? Minimum requirement. If I, if I have to do one rakat, I will pray one rakat. I won't pray two if I can, if I can get away with one. Minimum, minimalist thinking with regard to pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then of course there are the others who we ask Allah to make us among them who obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do what Allah wants with shaukh, with love. They do more. Huh? They don't do minimalist, they do more. Now what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about those who, who do more? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the famous hadith Qudsi, which Rasulullah told us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, My slave comes to me, comes close to me by nothing better than what I have made for on him. So first and foremost boundary condition is faraiz has to be fulfilled. And then he comes close to me with his nawafil. Right? Not by doing the minimum for By doing extra. Until I become the Eye with which, with, with which he sees, ear with which he hears, hand with which he strikes and holds, foot with which he walks. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if he asks me for something, I will not refuse. If he asks me for protection, I will not refuse. I will protect him. And I hate to take his life because he hates to die. I do not hesitate for anything other more than to take his life because he does not like to die. So what are we seeing here? More. Extra. Now what happens to a lot of us is that what we like to do, we do. But where the thing comes, where it's a conflict between my nafs and doing more, then we look for shortcuts. We look for some ways of getting out of it. I was having a discussion with one of my very dear friends about the beard. So I told him, I, I showed him the hadith, I said, Nabi Sallallahu it is the sunnah of, of the Prophet Sallallahu He ordered it. We know the famous story, the, the, the uh, king of Yemen sent uh, two, just two soldiers. Imagine the, the, imagine the arrogance of those people. He sent two soldiers to arrest and bring Rasulullah Sallallahu to him. He's sending just two soldiers. Can you believe it? That is the arrogance of kings. So these two came. They had big moustaches and their face was shaved. So Rasulullah asked them who, who he expressed a, a, a dislike for that kind of face with a big moustache and, and beard is shaved. So he said, who, uh, who asked you, how do you have this appearance? They said, our Rabb likes this appearance, meaning their king. Yeah? Rasulullah passed his blessed hand over his blessed face, over his beard. And he says, my Rabb likes this experience. And then he directed the Sahaba. He said, grow your lahya, your beard, and trim your moustache. He didn't say shave. Uh, we, have the other, we have the other option. We have people who shave the moustache. 
He didn't say, he said, trim the moustache. Trim the moustache and grow the beard. Now, leave aside the argument, how long should it be? Should it be, you know, the uh, length of the fist, what not? My, forget all that. I am saying, if somebody is telling me that to grow itself is, is a matter of doubt and blah, blah. So, I said to my friend, I said, you know, this is your nuffs talking. This is your nuffs talking. It is a, it is accepted by all the Mazhabs that growing a beard is the sunnah of Rasulullah and it is a beautiful sunnah. Alhamdulillah, my understanding is do whatever you can do to the best of your ability, whatever you, but don't find, don't try to run away from it, don't try to, if you, if that is happening, it means it is your really your nafs talking. So now there is some aspect of the deen which you like to do. So you are very strong on that, oh I must do this. But there is another aspect of the deen which you may not like. It goes against your nafs, against the grain of your nafs. For that you want to find excuses. And you find, you say, no, no, but you see in, in the fiqh there are, there are many different opinions. There are many different opinions about, for example, uh, hand slaughter, right? There are, I mean, I am not disputing that. Of course there are opinions. There are people who said, just say Bismillah and eat, khalas, no problem. As long as the meat itself is uh, of an animal which is permissible, you just say Bismillah and eat. There's somebody else who said, if it is slaughtered by a person of the book, it is halal, you can eat. But the one opinion on which everybody is agreed upon and which is, everyone thinks is the best opinion is, if it is something which is hand slaughtered by a Muslim who said, Bismillah, Allah Akbar, when he is slaughtering. Now, nobody disagrees with this, right? Even the one who said, say Bismillah and eat, if you tell him, how about this meat, he will not say, this is haram. No, he's alhamdulillah, this is very good, afzal. But you can say Bismillah, I need. Right. Other one you say, hand slaughtered by, or whatever, you know, by a Christian or something. No, no, of course, you can, halal, you can eat it. But what about this one? Hand slaughtered by Muslim. Afdal, of course, you can eat it. So I said, I like to eat what is Afdal. I'm not telling you what you are eating is haram. All I'm saying is, I like to eat what is Afdal, which is hand slaughtered by a Muslim. So, my friend said, oh, but you see, there are other opinions. I said, again, it is your nafs talking. And my simple question to you is this. I have Hindu friends who do not eat meat their whole life to please their stone god which they worship. Eh? Whole life. And what are you and me talking about? We are talking about one meal. Eh? One place you go to. Where there is some, you know, chicken or whatever and you are not sure. That's it, isn't it? I mean, no, nobody is saying, never eat chicken your whole life. No. One meal. So, where is this love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If I cannot give up one single meal because that meat is doubtful for the pleasure of my Rabb Jalla Jalalu, then where is this love? Eh? Where is this love? I'm not saying if you eat that, you will go to Jahannam. No, I'm not giving any fire. I don't give fatwas. I'm not a mufti. I don't do that. I'm just saying, I'm asking a simple question. I'm saying when we go before Allah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you claim to love me, show me, show me, show me proof. What is the evidence? Allah knows, of course. But supposing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you, told, you, you say you love me, right? So where is the evidence? What is the proof? What do we say? My brothers and sisters, it is this connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the object and the purpose of our lives. What is Yahabudun? Yahabudun is Yarifun. Is to, is to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Uh, I, I want to end with a little story. It's not a true story, it's a teaching story. But nice story, which, which illustrates the point. There was a king. So this king one day he announced to all the people of the, of the town, country. He said, tomorrow morning the gates of my palace will be opened. And anyone is welcome. You are all welcome to come into my palace. And whatever you touch is yours. Of course, he has his stables of the best horses. He's got, you know, gold and jewels. And it's a king's palace, so obviously, all kinds of things. People are very happy. You know, one day, just go touch something, it's mine. So the people rushing, people running here and there, helter skelter, touching this, touching that, touching that. One man, he walks straight to the throne and he puts his hand on the king. <laughs> Does not touch anything, he goes and puts his hand on the king. So the king is his. So the king is his, then what about the kingdom? Eh? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ours, what about the makhluk? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us he is ours. I am with you wherever you are. Ya Rab. Eh? Allah said this. No, I'm not, I'm not making this claim on behalf of Allah. Allah said, He is with you wherever you, wherever you are. Allah is with you. The key is to get this ihsas. To feel this. These are words. Words are, very, words are cheap. Anybody can speak. Has to be inside. If my Rabb is with me and I have this ihsas, my Rabb is with me, then how will I be? How will be my salah? How will be my ibadah? How will be my dua? How will I be if I am in a, in a place where there is danger? Huh? How will I be if there is the whole world is afraid? My Sheikh my used to say, the whole world, whatever is happening will happen, but it will not happen to you. Whatever is happening, meaning anything negative, he said that will happen, but it will not touch you because your Rabb will protect you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not put out the fire for Ibrahim alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected Ibrahim alayhi salam in the fire. He made the fire the protection of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Allah is showing his khudrat. Allah is showing that I don't have to put out the fire. To, if I want to save somebody, I save somebody. Khalas. I am not subject to some conditions. You know, I, I create the conditions. I don't need to put out the fire to save my, my khalil. If I want to save a khalil, I save a khalil. Khalas. I remind myself and you, and let me end with this. Let us focus on this. Ramadan is coming. Let us focus. Any time there is a tazad, there is a conflict in the mind about obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, face the fact, it is your nafs, it is my nafs which is creating it. Forget the... I'm, I'm not against fiqh, I'm, not, I'm saying if you are looking, do not allow knowledge to lead you to do less. Knowledge which leads you to do less is from shaitan. Even if you are quoting Quran, it is shaitan quoting Quran for you. Right? Don't fall into that trap. Knowledge must lead us to do more. If knowledge is leading us to do less, then this is not 
beneficial knowledge, no matter where it comes from. So let us not fool ourselves. Let us not fall into this trap. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our hearts to his nur, to illuminate our hearts with his nur, to drive out all the zulmat and the darkness of fear and stress and hopelessness and despair from our hearts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us obedient only and only to him and to trust only and only Allah and to rely only and only on Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us the instruments for his will to be expressed on the earth. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to use us because that will make us valuable. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we stand up and say, Ya Rabbi, we are ready. Use us wherever you want, however you want to please you, to do your will so that we become worth something. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us in a state where he is pleased with us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take us in a state where he is pleased with us. We ask Allah to resurrect us in a state where he is pleased with us and to express his pleasure and to express his forgiveness for us. وصلى الله على نبينا الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين